0: Hi, I'm Adrian Bateman. Welcome to the podcast. I'm also where we talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, and interests. My guest for this episode is Nick Reranui. Nick is a professional drummer, percussionist from Tauranga. He is a music tutor at Toyo Ohomai Institute of Technology and Mowell Performing Arts Centre. He plays in numerous bands, including Powwow. Kia ora, Nick. Kia ora, Adrian. How's it going? Pretty good this morning. Yeah, it's good. Pretty it's good. good. Have you always been a drummer? Uh, since I
1: started when I was like 17, I have not stopped. I think the longest I've ever stopped playing any drums is probably like 10 days because I was in hospital. Yeah. And then every other day, I probably every single week, if not like three times a week, I'll be playing or teaching. So I'm always making noise on the drums. Uh, It's kind of a regular thing
0: and... I hope not to stop anytime soon. That's good. What just? What's the keys of? I've tried to play the drums before, and it hasn't gone well. What's the keys? What's the key points of playing the drums? Uh, patience. Patience. Patience with yourself.
1: Uh, when you. Okay, so the way I, the way the way I, my theory or way I look at things with music and musical instruments is, um, I always say drums is the easiest to learn to begin with uh i think everything else to me like guitar uh piano violin whatever it is uh i think those instruments are like the hardest to to learn and to gather those basic fundamentals and once you've got those basic fundamentals on those instruments you can kind of start playing playing songs and um and just getting good at it, and the rest is just getting good at it. Where with drums, you can pick it up really fast. I think it's a natural human ability um, that runs in uh, years and years of in, in our in our history of being humans. Uh, it's it's been bred into us and it's been embedded into our culture to, uh, throughout the world. Well, this is why I believe, and um, so I think we find it easier to learn, but. I also will say that drums is the hardest to get good at because you have to have patience with yourself. It's quite disciplined um, depending on what kind of level that you want to get uh, get to or what level you want to find. There's always something new to learn. So um, if you're content with uh, only seeing a, a, a horizon, and no cul-de-sac, then you'll be fine be, You if you're patient with that and you're content with that. I think um, it's uh, it's interesting because there's always something else you can find with music or drumming. Like just when you think that you might know, know it all, you'd actually know nothing.
0: Yeah. Who are your musical uh, drumming influences then? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Give us three. <laughs> Give us three. <laughs> That's hard. I, it's, it's hard
1: to, um, uh, you know, like uh, when I first started, I, I, my roots in drumming and what I was liking at the time when I was like 17 was a lot of 90s music, a lot of um, hardcore, uh, a lot of metal. So I have like a real um, – um, Yeah, I got a real metal roots sort of um, when I started. And with sprinkles of hip hop and anything that was sort of happening around that time, sort of a little bit of commercial and a lot of underground music back in the 90s, that was my kind of big influence. And of course, I always say when um, I say to a lot of my students, like, let's uh, have a listen to what your parents listen to because you're always gonna um, relate to that because they probably played that music to you when you're a when you're a baby you probably don't remember it but for some reason you relate to it because uh, it's been there most of your life so with a with a sprinkle of that and a hint of hints of the stuff that you used to listen to and probably mostly influence back then that my my bigger influences back then were like Dave Lombardo from Slayer, uh, v- um, Vinnie Paul from um, uh, Pantera, and then as you as I grew, I started to appreciate um, other drummers like uh, um, I think his name is Carlton Barrett from um, from uh, Bob Marley, Bob Marley's drummer. <laughs> Uh, then I learned that uh, I, I learned uh, the wisdom or listened to the wisdom of Jeff Picaro from Toto, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Gadd on some of the uh, tracks from uh, Steely Dan, uh, Stuart Copeland from Police. Um, I think those those th- last three guys I just mentioned are like massive influences in the music industry and, and in the drum world.
0: Because mm. I'm um, uh, even. Our friend, Evan Pope, he, he was doing the sound for Toto, wasn't he, recently? And he yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. That was uh, early this year, early uh, 2019, and you know, when the first time a Toto ever came to Tauranga, which yeah. is a buzz from all us musicians in Tauranga, and they... Um, Yeah, that was an amazing show, and he was one of the sound techs, if not, I think he was a drum tech there, and he took a few photos of that drum kit, and so as a drummer, when you're taking photos of, uh, when you see photos of uh, drums, you sort of like, it's kind of like drum porn to us, yeah. So, um, yeah, we love that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was he he had a lot to talk about that, and it was, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so... um, yeah, I think I think as uh, as a musician, as you grow older, and, and you know, I'm like 22 sort of 23 years, and from from 17 playing drums, um, are your influences change? Mm. I never thought they would when I was younger. I said I'll always be me- um, metal. You know, m- at the core of my drumming, but um, uh, things do change, and um, you listen to more music. There's always new music coming out, and then you're always learning through other people, all the other um, all the tunes that they like. You know, I'm always open to um, listening to new tunes or what people recommend, new bands or new music, whether it's old or new. Uh, I'm always into like learning something new. I kind of like uh, haven't really closed the doors on anything. Terms of uh, um, electronica, you know, I quite, I quite like te- the technology and uh, and the way it's going, and it kind of enhances
0: our music. You know, yeah. And, and obviously, you you call yourself a professional musician. What does that mean to you? Um,
1: it's I, I think a professional musician. I think I think what we all probably think is just as somebody that gets paid to do to play music. You know, they, get, they somehow um, someone gives them something for playing music, and I think that's kind of professional. The other way you can look at it is actually you see, uh, a musician that turns up to the gig on time, that's being professional. That's a good point. <laughs> um, the, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so, uh, uh, somebody that some, somewhat makes a living out of music is yeah. a
0: professional musician. And what are the yeah. key points for keeping that going year after year? in your experience?
1: There is, I'm going to put it like simple, keep the calendar full, look ahead (laughs) and look six months ahead, if not a year ahead and keep booking, booking yourself, uh, uh, looking for new jobs, you know, Um, yeah, if, if you know, you've got to move with the times um, and that's with the music as well. Like, you know, if I was in a band that played classic hits, you know, for the next ten years, you know, possibly that, you know, your work would could possibly diminish after ten years. You want to start, you know, you want to keep keep up with the play, uh, um, move with the machine. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, you know, I
0: just, you just just keep your calendar full. Yeah. You know. how much time do you spend on that? Um, Just the planning side of things.
1: The planning side of things. Well, I'm lucky to to have. Um, I'm, I'm working with Josh Powell. Um, he does most of the bookings That's in Powell. In, in Powell, yeah, uh, which is was it is sort like, like a entertainment band for like um, bars and clubs, but we've um, moved a lot into corporate and. Uh, weddings, um, because I guess we just wanted to make um, a little bit more coin. Um, it is and that's for the last for the last sort of four years that's um, been doing quite well. So Josh um, does most of the bookings. It's really ideal in in a band, whether it's two people, to five people, or ten people, that one person does the booking. Oh, yeah because if we're all doing the bookings, then your calendar can get quite mixed up. You have to start liaising with everybody in the band and making sure that they've got that time off because usually when you're playing bigger bands... If your bands, if your band's super busy, then everyone's just all about that band. But if it's not as busy, a lot of musicians will go off and play with other other bands because they need to make money, or they got they got, they got other um, they got other things in their life where they actually want to play with other musicians, um, which is better for your music, better as a musician. It's just the two of you, isn't it? It is just the two of us, which is um, yeah. I've never thought it would do this do this well. Um, we're
0: doing doing pretty well. We're um, always learning new songs, yeah. So is that stressful doing weddings? Like, you know, if you're filming weddings. It's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, Um, at the start, it was a little bit like going into the unknown, you know. It, you think it's just a gig, yeah. but... It's actually somebody's big you know, like milestone of their life. Yeah. So there's the, like added pressure there. Everything has to be there on time. Um, I was lucky because uh, before I was in Power Well, I think we started that in 2015, Yeah, and around then. Um, before, prior to that, I was in another band called Five O'Clock Shadow, um, which is a wedding band, and uh, Helmet in the Bush, and another, I want one of my first cover bands called Hose, where um, we I had experience, at, you know, playing at weddings, and I now I under, I look at um, playing at weddings and entertaining at weddings as a science. So you kind of, you kind of, when you first get into it, you're like, okay, I'm just coming here to do a gig, but you want people to. I always I call it the musical blanket. So if you're not playing, you've always got tunes playing and you're not just playing any tune, you're playing tunes, you're looking at all these people and you're looking at the demographic and you're looking at the vibe and you and you and you're thinking, Well, what's gonna work, work best here? You know, you've got to have your dinner music sort of ready, your dinner music playlist and then you wanna have music that's kinda of ready for between between breaks, you know, you know, so We might be there for like three or four hours. We might have two breaks in between the sets that we do. So in those breaks, you have a certain kind of flavor of music happening there, so more dancey music, stuff that we don't play. You don't want to be putting on tunes on your iPod. Um, and then you play that same song in the band. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a mistake. Yeah, that's what they call a repeat. And we try to stay away from repeats. Good point. Um, so you, ad- you adapt your song list as you're going as well. Yeah, the yeah. I, I, I've and... actually got stuff that, that I know that kind of works for all ages. So Nana's having fun. The bride and groom are having fun. The uh, little cousin Johnny's uh, knows some uh, knows those tracks too. You know, yeah. and uh, Auntie blah blah is is uh, is uh, can sing along with at least two two of them. You know, like so. What, you, what are some of those classic? What are a couple of just go to tracks. Uh, <laughs> I think at the moment, we're at 2019, and people are vibing off a song called um, uh, "Wagon Wheel." Um, uh, there's a couple. There's a '90s track from Sublime called "Sandy Rare." Like, we try to stay away from that stuff because I've kind of, you know, you know, like there's a lot of them. being in a covers band, and I have, and I've been playing covers for quite a few years now. Uh, When some of those old tracks come on on the radio, if I'm listening to the radio, um, if I hear that track that we've played like hundreds of times, oh, I have have to turn it over, uh, turn it off and move to another station because it's kind of uh, ruined it for me because I know that song inside out. (coughs) I've played it so many times. Uh, Yeah, so... It's it's a good thing, but also kind of just ruins it for you, man. Like when you play all these tunes every night. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think the favourite probably for the last like three years has been Wagon Wheel. Mm. Three years. Is there any song that you find really hard to play? Oh, there's so many songs. Um, like obviously Rosanna from Toto. Good. Like yeah. I can play
0: that, but um, I I, I don't know. I don't think I'm doing any justice. Yeah. You know, I watched videos on that, and they talk about how that. Drumming on
1: it, yeah, it's sort of yeah. It took to. me years to figure that out. Uh, it's um, as we say, a lot of students that have dr- are up and coming drummers. You know, like I, I say, start listening to the higher music, which is is like you know like the, is is Toto. You know, there's a plenty plenty of other tunes out there that are like, and plenty of other bands that are doing really hard music. You can find that, but uh, I think um. Songs from Toto, songs from uh, um, Steely Dan, uh, like tracks that kind of set you up. You know, there's some be- some of the best drummers in the world always mention the influences, and they and they use they use um, that they, they, they always mention kind of the same names like Steve Gadd, which is from uh, which played for uh, uh, Steely Dan, and they, and Jeff McCarry from Toto, uh, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin always gets a mention, you know, and um, uh, what's that guy? Uh, he's a he's an he's an amazing jazz drummer from back in the day. Uh, oh, um,
0: you might know. him. I do. You mean the real fame, Buddy Rich? Buddy Rich, yeah, 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 Buddy Rich. He was on the Muppets. You know, of the Muppets. <laughs> he's
1: famous for the Muppets. He was, <laughs> but in the drumming world, he's super famous for being like having the perfect technique of playing with your sticks, and he was just perfect. He, he, um, he was amazing, and he's been dead for a while. I can't remember. I used to know. Um, it's stuck in my back of my head, but um, he, um, he he's still a massive influence, and he's he passed on now, and, and we still use what he used to do um, as inspiration and and, and and we actually use a lot of his stuff in teachings as well with technique and the way he moved through the drum kit it's, um, it's still amazing and and, and and that music that music's Jesus I think it's like almost uh, maybe 80 years old mm-hmm.
0: and we still use it as yeah yeah it's it's, it's um. do you do anything do you do anything else as well with your drumming? any other sort of
1: yeah, offshoots. like yeah, like say so over the years, man. I, I, um, I, um, I. I'm always a drummer. i have always been a performer, but I've taken on other roles in the music industry, like, uh, like uh, uh, being a tutor at Hall Mai. Um, I started started uh, tutoring drums at the tender age of 23, kind of like um, just. Real beginner stuff, and ended up really loving it, and loving loving uh, watching uh, other drummers grow, and so um, so I took on the whole teaching role, uh, uh, teaching drums, and then I came to Mai, realised that I can teach performance um, relatively well, while I'm getting results from it. So that tells me I'm you know I'm on the right track. And
0: you got uh, a live gig event, isn't in the week during the week? As
1: well. <coughs> yeah. So um. My, one of my other things I do on the on the regular is host a jam night at Bruco and Mount Maunganui on a Tuesday night, which is basically a jam night. It's uh, it's like like I like will set up my drum kit and we'll bring some basic back lines, so like a, a an acoustic guitar, bass guitar, a couple of microphones, set up our set up my PA, and uh, myself and Josh Power will host that night mm-hmm. and. Uh, if, and, and we invite musicians to come in and either jam with us, or we'll jam with them, or they can do a solo thing. Um, often you get bands come in. so we um, we almost look at it as actually it's actually harder than just doing your own gig because at least when you're doing your own gig, you just play what what we want, want to play. Where uh, at these jam nights, so we have to. Um, we have to get people sounding good, and there's always like a rotation happening, or there's new mu- musicians, and they're all different levels. So, uh, we're constantly always having to be around the stage the most of the night. So, um, but that's actually a really cool night. That's uh, what we call in the industry a residency. Oh, that's good. And to be a professional musician, or like a performer, or uh, an instrument player. It's really works. It really works for you uh, to have a residency somewhere because you can rely on that wage each week. You know, like if something, if if gigs fall through, like you might have six months worth of gigs um, booked up. But then maybe three or four of those might get taken down like some bridal groom um, you know got pregnant, they got pregnant and they, um, they can't have their wedding anymore. so that's that gig gone. And um, something might happen. just whatever happens, um, you might lose a couple of gigs and um, And so having a residency kind of keeps that um, keeps that money flow. I like using jam light as, as an outlet because uh, for the last sort of 10 years I've been quite heavy with the covers. Um, with original music sprinkled in between, um, I use Janite as an as a outlet for me. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. So I, I get a lot of, there's a lot of ticks there. You know, obviously I've got a residency. I get to play with different musicians and I get to, I don't have to play exactly what the what the tune is. I can actually embellish tunes and kind of open up and, you know, uh, if I'm asked to do a solo I can do that more. You can. You know, it's more appreciated at this night mm-hmm. rather than playing at a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, where where you know you you have to play. You're there to entertain. You're not there to um, indulge in yourself yeah. as a musician. So
0: that's great. Songs.
1: I got. A, I also got another residency which happens every two weeks down at World's End. We just do like a dinner party thing. Um, that's. Uh, that's nice and relaxed, and uh, and I'm I'm working f- uh, for World's End uh, uh, Cam Keo He was just the owner. He's a really good friend of mine, and he loves music, you know. And um, and so, you know, I, I like supporting. I like supporting Cam. He's a really good. He's really a really nice guy, and um, yeah. We just when we just
0: went on there and played some cool tunes, and um, you've done some of those videos when you. What do they call it when you when you play the track? A drum cover, drum cover, yeah. You've drum cover,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I want to do more of those. Well, I have done them before, and some of them I won't let out to the work big wide world because you know, one, you know, the thing about recording music is you can't hide behind anything. You like when you when you're playing live, you can if you make a, a little mistake, you can just keep going and hopefully. Everyone kind of forgets that. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you got a unless you got a, a a musician in the crowd and he'll and he'll never forget it. Yeah. yeah. Where on recordings, um, if you make a mistake, one little mistake, and you just go, Oh, I'll leave it there on the recording, it should be fine, or you know, get over it. It's there. It's gonna be there, it's recorded, it's be there for the rest of your life. It's not good for your health as a musician. <laughs> it's um so, you want to be as uh, I, I, I say, like, you know, nobody's perfect. Humans aren't, you know, perfect. I am um, in my, in my playing, I try and be perfect. No, I don't try and be perfect. I try and play clean. So, whatever happens, happens. It's what it is. And so, that's why some of my stuff doesn't really leave, leave my laptop because um, there's been stuff that I'm like, oh, that, this could be better. So, you know, that's, that's a reflection thing, I think. Most musicians reflect on themselves after a gig, and you know what, what things were great, what things I can improve on, and uh, what to do next time. So, yeah, I've got a couple of drum covers
0: out there. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's move on to the plugger product section. Sure. So, um, what what events have you got coming up? Okay, so, so the list goes on, but um, lot of weddings, I guess. Well, we've got a few Saturday. weddings,
1: we've got, uh, I think from January to April, I think it's most Saturdays for me. Yeah. Um, every Saturday I'll be at i uh, I'll be at, a, at someone's beautiful day, um, celebrating their love. Uh, I do have, uh, uh, New Year's Eve, I'm playing at, at, at Latitude in Mount Maunganui, so that, that's always a really cool night. Um, uh, some of the other things, so I haven't really got many, I haven't got any festivals booked for this year. Uh, when you get into, when you get into the uh, wedding industry, uh, you, you sort of, you you know, and when you say yes to a booking, you kind of can't take anything else. I can't turn around and say, I can ring up my mate Jace or something, and he uh, and he can fill in for me. You know, mm-hmm. like we, he, I know he could, but um, you know, so I can do other gigs. But you know, like if you can, like I, I don't know if you know, but when you do original music. When you play original music and you want to tour it and stuff, it's you, you're not really going to make too much money unless you're kind of writing hits and playing yeah. at big festivals where they pay a lot of money. You know, you're kind of doing it for the purity of playing music, and so um, I, I, I being being heavy, uh, uh, being a heavy entertainer, um, I don't really have time to do anything. Be like that. It's all more more um, playing weddings and. Makes some and, and, and bars yeah, yeah makes some money I've got a family I've yeah, got yeah, I got yeah. two kids and, and I, got, I got a beautiful and um, supportive partner Stacy that um, that she ha- helps the wheel turn um, I couldn't do it without her like yeah like uh, the, the, there's the whole music side of me and organizing stuff in the calendar and and then she's the other part that comes and fills in all the all the gaps and takes care of, uh, makes it easy for me to to do what I do, which is um, which I'm really fortunate about. We'll also make a bit of a plug on um, Moa Performing Arts, which yep. is over in Mount Maunganui. Um, I'm a, I'm a tutor over there, drum tutor. Uh, we we get a whole bunch of students, like I got a whole bunch of drummers, and then. Down the hallway, there'll be like a couple of guitar tutors and and um, uh, you know and singers and singing tutors, piano tutor. You know, I uh, did Darren Richards. Uh, there's Liam. There's um, Melissa. there's Claire. There's Sean Clancy. Um, there's Ash. Ash is kind of new to the team, which is great. I'm probably forgetting some of the others, but I hope I got the most of them. Uh, they're all teaching there too. And what we do at the end of every school term is we put these students together and we get them to practice certain songs. We put them together into bands and and we do a concert at the end of every school term. Mm. And I host that. So I'm, I'm the MC and I, and I quit. Uh, the tutors help me. Uh, but I'm, uh, I, I, I I coordinate that and and um, and we put that on and it's a really cool community event. Um, it, it's great to see parents come in on a Sunday they bring their kids in, we rehearse, we put this uh, show on and sometimes the parents get because uh, we have a bar at Tordos we we run this concert at Tor Street and you, and you could just imagine parents. Sitting there having a Sunday sesh, getting quite drunk, <laughs> watching the kids play music, and I couldn't think of a like you know. I think that's a great afternoon for, as as a parent, you know, yeah. get to sit there, uh, have a few drinks, eat some eat some chips, and watch your kid jam hard on the on stage. This is it's great, and so we we, we good, uh, it's good parenting. It, it's great parenting. There's so many good things about this. Um, yeah, well, so we facilitate that. Uh, I just came, uh, uh, just in the weekend on the Sunday. I just come off our Christmas party, which is our our last concert uh, for the year. Um, absolutely massive. The students were absolutely amazing. The tutors were really helpful, and everyone was super amazing. And I'm um, working. I'm lucky to be working with a really cool crew. Um, and every everything that I do outside um, in music, I'm really um, fortunate to be. Um, uh, working with um, creative people, and you know, like they're quite very reliable.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it's, it, it's inspiring. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. and and final question: If there was one band you could drum for, what would that band be? It can be from the past. <laughs> you can pick an era. Oh, they said. Nick oh, Mack, come on in and drum. The, like, there's so many bands, but
1: but the like, I'm just gonna go with the first thing that comes into mind, mind. It's probably the one that I've always loved, loved to play with. I don't know if I'm good enough. Um, it would always be my. It's like my favorite New Zealand band, which is Shapeshifter. Oh really? Yeah, I'm a massive. Um, like, I play a lot of contemporary music. I play a lot of old school music, and which is primarily on drums, like roots music. But um, I'm a massive fan of electronica, so that's like house and drum and bass, breaks, and uh, I think that's a, I, I think um, listening to that music has actually influenced me to play the way that I play now. So with a little bit of roots music and a little bit of electronica, yeah, and that's what Safe Shifter essentially is. is, is mainly electronica, but it's it, it's drum and bass played by real musicians, so they're actually playing in real time. And I love that kind of pressure playing what's what's that kind of music is primarily pre-recorded and uh, and and it's usually played to people by a DJ. Um, But when you can play that kind of music with musicians, it's uh, it's in real time. So. You know you can make embellishments on the way as well to make it to make it better or worse, whatever it comes yeah. out. So your, 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 your answer to that question is probably first is is shapeshifter. I'd love to play for those guys. Um, yeah, I think it's brilliant music. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Thanks for your time, Nick. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks for having, having me. Heard. Thank you very much. Cheers.